Thank you so much for tuning in to KEXP, where the music matters. You can find us at 90.3 FM in Seattle, streaming around the world at kexp.org. And from halfway around the world, psychedelic porn crumpets are visiting us in the studio today. Welcome. Thank you very much for having us. We are so happy to have you here. Um, we discovered you not too long ago and your incredible new album, and now for the whatchamacallit. And uh, you're going to start us off with a song from that one? Yeah, we'll play Him for Droid. Psychedelic Porn Crumpets live on KEXP.
listening to psychedelic porn crumpets live in the kexp studios they'll be at the tractor tavern here in seattle tonight and the album and now for the whatchamacallit that song called bill's mandolin and i hear that there is actually a real mandolin was it your grandfather's jack yeah it was actually yeah my granddad's mandolin which he gave to me in in england like the first time we sort of went on tour there and i got it probably like two or three days actually into the uh into the tour and it didn't have a case so I sort of had to like carry it around for the entire trip but it came with us pubs and all sorts <laughs> of places I think I passed out with it in Amsterdam but yeah, woke I've up with it in my hand. got a good photo of you in the airport. Yeah it? it was I passed out in the airport with it and it just became like our mascot like the emblem so as soon as I brought it back to Australia I was like all right it needs a it needs a jingle so and then Bill's mandolin came out. And it needs a case. <laughs> it needs, yeah, it's sitting yeah, on my desk at the moment. One, I managed to put it in the track but I didn't want to bring it anywhere now because it's like it's really old. I think the only thing we played on it was like Battle of Evermore and it just and then it all went out of tune and we've never figured out the tuning of that like Jimmy Page tuning. I'm sure you could look it up but Did you do a little thing like where in the world is Bill's mandolin take photos of it everywhere? Oh no, we should have. We should have done next that. That's a good tour. idea. Yeah, we should have done that. <laughs> How did the mandolin enjoy tour tour life? Um, he was It was rough. It was rough. <laughs> it got as beat as we did, but it was yeah. <laughs> 
it there, came through. There is no better way to describe psychedelic porn crumpets than pure fun to listen to. And I'm wondering, did the recording process for your album reflect the fun that we hear in these live shows? Um, the, the recording process, kind of. I suppose it's probably, it goes from bedroom to bedroom, really. So it's probably not as uh, enjoyable. But we first did the first album in a barn that I used to live in, and in between... Luke's house and Danny's house of doing like drums in this barn and sort of send files to each other and sort of piece it together that way and then uh, it sounded it probably sounded terrible before we actually handed it to our friend Jelly who used to play in the growl and like he's just become sort of a fifth member or a sixth member now we've got Chris I suppose so yeah um, you can wave Chris <laughs> yeah and then I think it just sort of evolved from there and we eventually kept the same bad techniques and now we're trying to get out get rid of those techniques and he's getting better and we keep handing him worse material so which he can fix up but do you start with any kind of concept or idea because I read something about like a 1930s reimagined oh, carnival yeah. or I imagine the concept changes over time but do you try to get a visual in your head when you're writing these songs um, usually, sometimes you try and, I don't know, the first album and the first two albums was kind of just us kind of uh, finding ourselves as a band, I think, and just being like, where do we go and how do we sort of take music? And, but on the third one, we kind of wanted to do something a bit different. So there was a concept, but then we went and did our first festival in Party in the Paddock and met all these really strange people in Tasmania, like a Smurf at like three in the morning with all this like face paint hanging off. And obviously like the end of sort of the... Uh, all the dregs that are left from the festival when the last band plays at like Sunday at like 3 a.m. So there was sort of this imagination of let's put a festival album together. And then it kind of went into sort of 1940s England. So because we uh, found a, a little sample thing of, um, what was it like? It was like a little village thing. It was I like your, like it, was Aspica. it was like, Mr. yeah, Fogger an old, here. yeah. It was like an, oh, I don't know, it was like a post-war documentary or something from England. And oh, it was yeah. in the town where... Jack grew up in England, so it became this nostalgic kind of thing of like a carnival, an English carnival. That and festival then, yeah. that you describe in Tasmania kind of sounds like you're describing the cover art for oh, now yeah. for the whatchamacallit. It's like a fairy tale dreamscape with botanicals and mushrooms and flora <laughs> and fauna. How did that come about? That was our friend Ben Giles. Like from, he's from England and we found all his artwork. I think it was just through Instagram or Tumblr or something like that. But he was just putting together all these uh, really collages. cool collages. Yeah. And I think the idea of what we were doing as well, we kind of wanted to create a bit more of a collage with our with the music of just adding bits that kind of didn't fit together but they might do eventually so a lot of the guitars were like pitch shifted and uh, reversed and then pitch shifted down an octave or up an octave up two octaves so it sounds like kind of like organs and so a lot of that album was kind of just us almost cutting and pasting bits and pieces so to have him and sort of match it together was like really good we got worried that the album art was way better than the record we were like oh my god what are we going to release here yeah and and then sort of was uh, convinced by other people that, yeah, it was a lot better than the album. So now, yeah. Oh, I, think you, I think you live up to the artwork. Uh, thank you. You've written a lot of music. Um, you're also incredibly busy. It sounds like you built your own studio. You have your own record label. Creativity firing on all pistons with this band. It sounds like you just have, like, all these amazing ideas. It seems like you all kind of sync pretty well creativity, a lot of chemistry. Yeah, I think, well, I suppose when we play live, it's, it kind of takes on its own sort of thing. And w what we've been struggling with is obviously playing live, we completely get away from the song until we're like, maybe we should go back and actually listen to it. Like after you've played it for like three or four years, it just becomes its own entity. And then 
after, I don't know, we're like, okay, I think this is going about 20 BPM too quick and it turns into like a punk show at the end of, I don't know. So we're all kind of trying to find this rhythm, I suppose, where we can, uh, was that the question? I don't know. There's just, sort of yeah, there's just lots of different <laughs> versions of everyone, I think. So it's like, there's like a live version then like a studio version. And then, but I suppose, yeah, creatively, like you're all together all the time on the road. So you kind of gel in a different way when you're touring a lot. So. And you yeah. and you have toured quite a bit. How's it been, sort of moving from the pubs in Perth uh, to these big stages, and you're touring with so many great people? It's, yeah, I yeah. mean the tour run at the moment was like Meat Bodies and Levitation Room. Uh, they were like and Morgan Delt we play with in LA, who are our, some of our favourite bands. Like the last tour we went with Frankie and the Witch Fingers, and we're sort of like as if we're like they're supporting us. It was unbelievable. So we'd just come and play with them. Like I know, like we'd support them if we had a show. So. It was really nice to sort of come over and see how sort of immersed the West Coast music scene is. It's huge. It goes all the way from like LA up to obviously Seattle and even Vancouver was really cool when we went there. Um, and it's kind of similar to what's going on in Perth, really, like, or Australia. It seems to have like quite a distinctive sound, with the, especially the LA or the California music scene, where it's like a lot of bands sort of going from that OC's pocket and you've got Ty Seagal and, um, and they wand and... You've got over in Australia, like King Gizzard and Tim Parlor and Pond, and it's sort of it's really matched together, and hence why you've got like festivals like Desert Days and like in Joshua Tree coming up. It's just it's a really cool, I suppose, time to be creating music in that sort of genre. It's more freedom, I suppose, to write and create. So, so many people talk about how isolated Perth is, and could be one of one of the reasons that um, there's such a great you know music community there that pulls together. And so many great bands have come out of there. You just named a couple, yeah, Pond yeah. and Tame and Paul. I mean, I remember when both of those bands were starting out, and now, I mean, it must be fun to to see them around town. Is it a small enough community that everybody's going out to the same shows and uh, yeah, playing yeah. the same venues? I suppose it is. Like everyone, sort of, we are like the guy who mixes our records, like best mates with Jelly, um, who's good mates with Kevin. I think he was around his house the other day telling us a story where he's like, I think I'm going to get a synth. And Kevin's like, just have, have this one. So it's like, just yeah, it's a small world. Frio. <laughs> the world gets a little <laughs> bit small. I suppose we're all within one degree of separation from each other, but I mean, it'd be pretty cool. Well, I don't think we've actually had a conversation with those guys, but they're always on tour as well, but it'd be lovely too. But you did bump into the folks from Sleepy Jackson, you were just yeah, telling me, yeah, that we Malcolm. played right before. Yeah, no, he's a legend. Down at the Indie Bar. Big shout out to the Indie Bar. There you go. Yeah, I used to work there. Actually, we were playing a song, a uh, kick-ons, which was about me actually getting fired for singing a Queen track at the open mic night, but I don't think we're doing that one. But, <laughs> yeah, they dragged me off. We should get you to do that one for <laughs> us here. We won't, we won't drag you off. You won't get right. fired from KEXP. Yeah, it was a bad rendition of a Freddie Mercury <laughs> track, but... Psychedelic Porn Crumpets live here in the KEXP studios. They are playing the Tractor Tavern tonight. Might be a few tickets left for that for some lucky folks if you act quickly. And uh, you have a couple more songs. Going to play something from uh, High Visceral Part 1. Uh-huh. Yeah, Cubensis Lenses. <laughs>
Is right. <laughs> I need a, a washer for this one. Shower. Psychedelic porn crumpets live on KEXP. All right. Um, cornflake? Yeah, beauty.
dreams I got so caught up in A thinking binge And let life take over Nicely done. You might have surpassed your amazing artwork on that one. <laughs> Definitely should have bought a towel with me, but I can't believe how wet I am. Thank you very much for having us on, though. It's been, been incredible. It's been super fun for us as well. It's Psychedelic Porn Crumpets live on KEXP, playing tonight at the Tractor Tavern, the new album, and now for the Whatchamacallit. So great to have you here. Thanks again. Cool. Thank you Thank very you. much. You've got a tune to KEXP Seattle.